welcome to Marsha's Plate. This is an interview episode where we talk to friends, family, other community members, and anybody else we want to talk to. <laughs> hey brother, hey brother, hey sister, hey sister, hey sibling, how are you? Hey brother, hey brother, hey sister, hey sister, hey sibling, how are you? How you been doing? Just checking in today. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is your girl Diamond. I am here with the beautiful Felicity Noir. And I wanted to share her, her with y'all because I think she is um, a beautiful girl that it has a smart, um, insightful intakes about what's going on in the culture. And I've been, I've been no, I, we don't know each other personally, but I know I've been knowing of her since Facebook started allowing us to go live. Her ass used to always go live <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, let me see what she's talking about. And she just was so funny. She was so real and down to earth. And I really enjoyed watching her and what she brought to the table in regards to the um, cultural discourse that's happening in our community and i really appreciate her and so i always wanted her to be one of the people that i brought on the show so welcome felicity noir thank you thank you Diamond. that was an amazing introduction girl i didn't know i had all that going on but thank you <laughs> <laughs> i try to be myself um i'm honored and flattered that um you have supported me um and kind of, you know, been been in the been in my corner through my crazy Facebook lives. I um I'm 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 humbled by that. So I truly thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Tell me where you are from. Like, how did you grow up? What is your um what is your family unit looking like when you were growing up? What was what what was the earth? Because I always try to think of um. You know, when we were little, even before transition or da 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 not necessarily in the terms of gender and all that kind of bullshit, but what was the earth that we grew for, from? And so tell me about your family background, your family union, who was your people? Um, anyone who's ever seen me interview or speak know that family is a touchy thing for me. Um. I, I'm from South Carolina, Columbia, born and raised, um, half there, half Charleston, South Carolina, but born and raised in Columbia. And um, that's where I'm from. Um, it's the South. It's the Deep South. It's one of those areas where I was raised by my mother, um, single mother, three children. Um, you know, she loved us um, all in her own way. and. Um, Growing up, you know, I, everyone has a story. Uh, my story, um, I, 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 ooh, I hate talking about family. Um, it's better now. It's better now. Now that we have some clarity and some understanding, um, and and we've been educated on um, the who, what, when, where, and whys. Um, questions have been answered. Um, so we're good. That That's my family. I have an older brother, a younger sister. Um, I love them to death, love my mother to death. Um, 
yeah, so we're just Southern Southern Bells from South Carolina, <laughs> Geechee Gullah. That that that's where I that's where I come from. That's my background. It's not just family like that. Not just like I don't want you to um, necessarily parade your trauma with your family out. But I'm talking about even the family that didn't bring you trauma. People who like your chosen family growing up. Your the first people, queer people that you might have met when you were younger, oh. or like family who people who made you feel like home, who made you feel loved. Who were those mm-hmm. people? Okay, so often, oftentimes um, I found myself surrounded by people that I called my family that weren't biological, but um, blood didn't make them family. The love that they showed me and the support um, gave them the family role and the family title. So, you know, I, it's so many to name, but just to name a few that just um, that we're in it, like I would say. 15 plus years um you know if i could it would be uh one of my brothers his name is scotty one of my 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 brista i'm gonna say brista because some days it's the brother some days it's the sister so i'm gonna say we, my all, we all have those <laughs> we all have those <laughs> um you know it would be herbie um from South Carolina, it would be uh, it would be uh, where I get my name, my childhood friend Felicity. Um, it would be so many of those people, um, and I hope I'm not forgetting. I'm not. For- it's so many that that uplifted me and became family just because they poured into me when I needed it the most. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So when was the time that you started to um, feel the most free in your youth? Present how you wanted to present, not necessarily transition, but mm-hmm. however you want, like, ooh, I'm starting to feel like, ooh, I'm that girl. I am, you know, I'm feeling like, okay, I can be, a, I can, I'm where, I can be more myself in this space. When was that and where? Um, I never felt like in my youth, I never could be myself. Mm. Um, I wasn't able to be myself until I moved away from home. What sparked um, that? And, I, and I, I went off to college. Oh, what's good? So you- that so most people is like, you know, that's my way of continuing my education. To me, it was my way of freedom, and that was the door I needed to say, "You got this." So, so me going off to school was just like. I'm ready to do it right now. Like I need to go now. So I did that and I found myself not being so free 
because I found myself trying to blend and fit in with the norm as I went through the different levels and grades, like, okay, I found myself like, okay, you said you was going to be free. You know, why are you sneaking out to go to these bars at night? Like, girl, what are you doing? You know? So it was like, it wasn't until, um, and so, you know, my, my, my major is elementary education. So still in South Carolina, I had to be mindful of my presentation. So I had to downplay what I was feeling in my inner side, my in my inner self. I had to downplay that because I was still so caught up in what people would think. And I was I was worried. Could I finish school if I really wanted to do what I wanted to do and transition? And it wasn't until my senior year in college and. I literally said, I'm just going to just peek my head out of that closet and because most people don't realize like in this lifestyle you may come out the closet once but you may come out two and three times if that makes sense to some people some people don't understand that but I mm -hmm. told them you come out the closet in a in, in, in different in a different image at time different times in your life so I found myself peeking out of the closet like well let me try this I know it's a little feminine but let me just see how people react and people start perceiving and it was like, okay, we, we receive it. We see you. And, and finally it was like, okay, so what was the big fuss about? So my senior year in college is when I decided to say, I'm going to be me. I'm going to start this journey. And, um, I never looked back and it was, uh, after I graduated, I, I actually, I didn't even walk across the stage when I, when I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to, I didn't Bye. want to. I didn't want to walk across the stage because, oh my God. Mm. Okay, so, um. You feel like you were robbed of the situation? No, um. It kind of goes back to what we talked about with family, you know? Yeah. Um, nobody was there. So, uh, I totally get it. I understand. When I graduated, Ooh. nobody was at my graduation. Like nobody, not just my family, not just um, my friends, even like my queer friends, anybody that I thought would show up to my graduation, they didn't show uh. up. And part of it was, you know, <sighs> some weird ass shit about my transition. But part of it was, you know, some economic mm -hmm. things. Part of, it just was yeah. a bunch of stuff. In one yeah, I, I just it's a touchy thing because um that's one of the things that I needed closure on as an mm. adult. Yeah. And it wasn't that no one was there, it was just I wanted my family to reach out and, and ask me, all right, when are you graduating? You know, what's the requirements? Can we come down? And I guess I wanted them to ask those questions to and care. just show me you care. And when I didn't get that type of um, that type of energy, I just said, hey, just I'm going to save my money. Just give me my diploma. I worked hard for it. Mm. And um, and honestly, that right there was a turning point for me. Gotcha. I just I really I really started to look at life differently. And then I started to say um, at the end of the day, you're supposed to have family, but you can simply have yourselves. Mm, facts. Definitely. And so um, it actually made me stronger.
And I remember younger, I wanted to be a teacher because you said you got, you was in elementary education. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons why I didn't go into being a teacher was because I knew that I was going to transition and I didn't want to have to deal with the, um, I didn't want to have to deal with the bullshit that came in, in the nineties. Every time you heard about a trans person in school, they were being fired for transitioning. Yeah. The parents were complaining. The parents were coming to the to the school and talking about why is this man teaching my child and mm -hmm. all this kind of every time that was the normal case. I never saw a successful trans school teacher. I never saw that. Yeah, I can, I can agree. So that, you know, I ended up, um, once I graduated, I ended up teaching, um, school, high school for two years. Mm. Um, and that's when I realized that wasn't my passion. And I was like, I can't do this, baby. I, I'm, I'm struggling two jobs. What's going on. Then I really understood what teachers meant when they say underpaid. Cause mm. Lord, I was not like, being paid enough. Right. Yeah. It was, I, I quickly lost that passion for teaching. Mm. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. so what what did you end up finding your passion um not not immediately no um i you know what i've noticed like sometimes your passion can change with the season oftentimes the the outlook you have on life can instantly change Life is one of those forever changing things. Um, nothing is set in stone. Mm -hmm. So um, my passion my, in my younger days was I just simply wanted to be happy. I wanted to authentically be happy. So um, a professional passion, I didn't care about that. I wanted a personal passion. I wanted to simply be me and be happy, be free, exist in my own space and just be happy. So that was my passion. My passion was getting rid of all those years of simply hiding the true identity and just being happy. Mm. Do you feel that now? Yeah. Yeah. I feel that now, but um, it's a reason why I stepped back from social media. Because mm. I used to, I used to, <laughs> when it came to social media, I was always popping up somewhere. I quickly learned that um, I lost the sense of who I am and what I wanted. And um, I was constantly trying to keep up with the next or keep up with the latest and um, be seen and be heard because I thought that's what people wanted. And I had to take a step back because I lost the sense of myself and that's not what I wanted. Or if I wanted to change the narrative, I wanted to be able to present myself in a different light. Tell me this. So usually when people express that, it's not like it's like a, a one time. It's like a one time incident of, oh, this ain't really who I am. It's like a it's like a slowly turning into mm, I'm turning into something like a slow turn into something. That's not who I am. What made you pump the brakes? What was the moments that made you say, OK, this really isn't me and I'm doing this for the Joneses or I'm doing this for the cloud of it. What, what got you to that point? Cause we see that a lot of time with the girls that are doing things and I'm like, mm, did you really want to do that? And what um, got you to that point? I think what got me to that point is 
when a really good friend of mine um said to me um and he and we became friends um maybe about four years ago he said to me he was like well girl I didn't know if I wanted to uh be friends with you. And I was like, why? I'm I'm a nice person. I'm a good person. He was like, girl, have you Googled your name? Have you heard the stories? Have you read the blogs? Have you seen this and seen that? And I'm just thinking in my own little world, well, that was entertaining, wasn't it? And he said, um, he said to me, he was like, no girl. He was like, um, no, he was like, now the research I did on you from the South Carolina Felicity to the today Felicity, it's two different people. So it made me sit back and think is what I'm putting out here is what I want to be known for. And, um, I decided it wasn't for me. I decided that, um, if I'm going to do social media, I wanted to make sure I'm able to look at what I put out there and be proud of it. Mm. So I took a step back from the messiness. I took a step back from the reading. I took a step back from always clapping back, trying to be on the front line to discredit or make someone feel lesser than to prove my point. And I took a step back from all of that. And um, a, a lot of times I get asked that question. Well, Felicity, you don't you don't advocate anymore. You don't speak on trans issues anymore. It's not that I don't care. It's I'm using my voice in a way that I can be proud of. And at the end of the day, I feel comfortable with mm -hmm. what I put out there. Gotcha. So that's why I took a, a break from social media um, to regain a sense of who I am and the direction I wanted to go in. So if a, 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 a girl who's younger than you is listening to this, what are some some ways that you actually went about figuring that out, who you are and who you wanted to be as um, far as your integrity? Um, I'm very big on ex looking around the people I associate myself with and looking around the circle of people that I surround myself with. And um, at one point, it was just surrounding myself with messy people that wanted to party turn up have a good time get drunk all of the all of the things that I actually enjoyed and um again I had to say to myself one day like are you happy with what you've accomplished this year and um I couldn't name that one thing that I have accomplished that year that made me proud of who I am and so um it happened in stages, me stepping back from everyone, social media. I just literally woke up one day and I was not happy with who I saw in the mirror. Mm. And um, I don't know. I just I, I felt as though I lost who I was. And in order to find that person, I had to cut everything off, everyone and everything off. And I had to um, regroup. And that took me about took me about two years to regroup. Did you have and, to um, cut some friendships off? unfortunately I literally cut everyone off oh, okay. and it was almost as if uh, I was labeled um, problematic as if something was wrong. I, I love my friends dearly. I love my family dearly, but I literally needed that time away to regroup and find out who I am and um, come back and be able to hold my head up high and say, this is who I am. Mm. Despite what I've done, this is who I am, you know? So it took me a while and I, I guess everyone has their own journey and it doesn't happen sooner or later. Um, it just happens in the moment, in the time that it's right. And for me, um, 
it took me that time. So once you came back and you had a, a more sense of self, what did that look like? Um, it looks like the woman you're talking to now. Mm. Um, and, and I've been asked to do other interviews and podcasts and radio and um, I declined because I was still trying to get back to who I am and where I was comfortable. And um, I, I, in the two years that it took me to get back to where I am, I, I've done a lot because I kind of just, I didn't make announcements. Um, I didn't make any posts. I just did the work and I did the work and um, I'm ready to kind of like spread my wings again and get back out there. That's I beautiful. Have, I have a lot in store. I love that. I love, I love that. So currently we have a lot going on in this past two years that um, I guess you've been on, let's call it a sabbatical. <laughs> that part. <laughs> There's a lot been going on. So you've been watching from afar. What has been pissing you off? What's have been bringing you joy? What has been, what has been like, you know, putting some fire in your mind? Nothing has pissed me off. Okay, good. I've learned the power in silence um, and um, protecting my peace. So nothing has pissed me off to the point that I feel like I need to unleash. Nothing has pissed me off. Um, besides, of course, police brutality. Of course, that bothered me to my core. But um, any particular incident? I mean, it's too many it's to so name. Many. <laughs> it's, it's so many. <laughs> it's, 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 it's so many to name, but you, you know what? Let me let me take that back a little bit. Nothing has pissed me off, but some things have kind of rattled me a little bit. Um, police brutality is one thing. A life is a life. But um, I've seen so many trans women be murdered and killed. And during the time of the protests, the marches and the Black Lives Matter and um, the importance of Black Lives Matter, all lives matter. And what bothered me is just I sit back and I read and I see how the life of a trans person is just diminished. It's just uh, it, it, it's minimized. That bothered me. That that still bothers me to this day. And um, that was also a force that made me realize, take a step back, because the more and more I, 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 I was an advocate and, and I spoke up about trans issues or lives being taken, I honestly felt as though I was breathing life into that happening to me. And it scared me. It scared me because I used to wake up from a nightmare of someone trying to kill me. I used to daydream about certain men that I know in my life and which one would do this to me. And when that became my everyday thought, that when that became something that clouded my mind, I had to change that because it bothered me. It scared me to the point I used to sleep with my gun next to me because I just felt as though I'm next. I'm next. Not that I was putting myself in those situations or I just honestly felt I was next because I had breathed so much life into 
trans being murdered that it was my turn? I can't say that those kind of questions were like um, something that like was overwhelming my psyche, but I do know I've had times where I was questioning that too. Like where, what dudes that, you know, that I'm engaging with would be the most likely to do something like that. Which ones seem to be emotional, emotionally unstable, which ones mm-hmm. seem to get angered really quickly when I don't uh-huh. want to spend time with them or, you know, when we're in, when we're in, when we're in an intimate situation and we're sitting chilling, which one of them has the mindset? I have really thought about if I, because we know that statistically it's intimate partners who kill trans women. It's not like, um, you know, some random dude that I want to just do this. It's, it's usually, um, you know, inti- usually intimate partners. And so mm-hmm. I was thinking about the intimate partners that I have and I'm like, which one is the one that's most likely to be in that situation? I have, I have had that, those thoughts. I can't really say that I had it. Like I felt like the pressure of it kind of building up on me, but I have had those thoughts and thinking of like, it could be next or wouldn't this be a, a universe, a, a, some universe, universal bang in the activist diamond styles is murdered by some mm-hmm. dusty, dusty ankle foot ass nigga. Baby, I'm telling you, it got to the point I didn't want to meet any new man. I didn't want to have conversation. No, you cannot come to my home. It got to the point I became kind of I had like an anxiety with meeting new people and being around in the company of a man. Mm-hmm. I'm so serious. And and I said, well, what the hell is going on? Where, where did these feelings come from? Because you love the company of a man. Uh, amen. So what happened? Then I had to realize. I turned I turned to my social media page and I was constantly talking about it. I was constantly breathing life into it. And then I was slowly breathing life up. into the fear, the fear of, of me being next. Yeah. And, 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 that, and, and I had to completely shut it down. I had to, I had to, for my sanity, I had to shut it down. Mm. That is something that I, another question that I have when we talk, when we think about the police brutality aspect of the situation and, you know, Black Lives Matter, I've, you know, I know some of the women who founded it personally. I know, um, I know the pillars of what it's supposed to be, but I also know around the country, different, different leaders have different um, practices when it comes to including LGBT, including our narrative in a situation, even though they were very um, clear that we were included in those black lives. Yeah. Um, but, just, but depending on where you are in the country, who, it, you know, how dedicated they are to that is quite different. So, so understanding that while there is a pushback against the bigger culture saying all lives matter, mm-hmm. when we talk about Black Lives Matter, there is a culture behind the Black Lives Matter that's saying that is literally trying to say all Black lives, <laughs> yeah. all Black lives matter. And, um, you know, pushing the narrative of like, it's not just a particular type of Black lives. It's not just cishet Black men. It is not just um, cishet Black women. It is not mm-hmm. just the respectable ones, the ones that went to college. Da, da, da. Yeah. It's all Black lives. And, I, all and black lives. we definitely have, um, I definitely have questioned those things too. Like, where mm-hmm. do I fit in the space of, well, I don't want to say question it because I don't let um, people's non-inclusivity of me 
d- uh, rattle my politics in regard. I still know that I need to be against police brutality. I still know. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, you may not fuck with me, but I know that after they kill your ass, they'll kill me, too. So I know that this is wrong. So I don't it doesn't shake me in regards to how I support yeah. or when I'm supposed to support. But it does make you question, like, you know, these motherfuckers wouldn't be marching for me. All the time. Will I even get a damn Facebook post? Will I even get a a social media post? Because will you walk over my body with a camera and just film me and keep on going and go home? That's Uh, I have the thought. I I really do, you know. So I'm I'm still against all of those things. It's just I'm not about to put myself on the front line because you're not going to put yourself on the front line for me. Right. I'll use my voice and 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 um and march and protest in my own way. Mm. I'll go vote. That's what I'll do. Is there a you're in a new place now? Is there a mm-hmm. new place that you're in in regards to like finding love and dating and engaging with men now? Yeah, I'm engaging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm dating. I'm dating and um, I'm to the point that I do want to settle down. When the right man presents the opportunity that I feel like we both can grow from. Mm. Uh, but I'm dating. I'm happily dating. And um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Very good. What was the journey like getting there? Getting there to where, um, you know, not just about the getting over the fear that we were just talking about, but getting to the point where, because I know. You said you you transitioned um, last year of college when you moved to Atlanta, right? I know when you first come into the game, you learn that, man, there's tons of motherfuckers um, objectifying me. There's tons of motherfuckers not looking for <sighs> no, you know, no serious ass shit. They will play yeah. all the games in the world just to get in your panties, da, 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 da. Yeah. What got you through um, past that point to even having even hope that you could find somebody um, that you know, can appreciate you in all in your totality and not just what the fetish that you bring. Well, I I think it first starts with with self. Once you learn the true value of what you bring to the table, um, you'll stop allowing yourself to just be objectified Mm -hmm. um, or turned into a fetish. When I started saying, no, I'm good. I'm okay. I'll pass. That's when the confidence level went to another level. And I started meeting men that understood why I would not allow myself to be treated that way. Mm. And um, these these particular men, I I didn't have any sexual relations with them. I just had a, a, a conversation about why so many trans women are escorting or so many trans women would say, fuck you, pay me. Um, I had to, I had one of those intellectual conversations with some of a very affluent men. And, um, I just, me, I just decided to say, no, if I meet a man, no, you can't come over to my house late at night like this. You can't do that. Um, take me out. I want to be seen, treat me as if I'm normal and get to know me. Because half of the times you want to sleep with me, you don't even know my name. Mm. And I think I. Well, what about when when they they'll re, their response to that is that is treating you like you're normal. We do that to cisgender women, too. So I am treating. Okay, you like well, you're normal. well, I'm telling you that I have enough value in myself that I'm not fucking you. How about that? OK, um, yes, we're both grown. 
Yes, I get it. Sex is sex. We're both grown. But me, I've had my share of men like you. So guess what? My cup has overflowed. I'm okay. I'm good. And um, I started saying no more. Mm. And the crazy people don't understand the power and no. It's it's very powerful. And um, after saying no so many times, you'll finally get that yes. And once you get that, yes, you'll start to see a different caliber of men that approach you because Mm -hmm. now they see something different in you and the way you walk, the way you move, the way you speak and present yourself. And they come at you totally different. Now, I'm not saying every guy I met recently is treating me different, but for the majority of the men that I've met in the past year, I'm pleased with. Mm, That's fire because, honey, I am. I feel like I carry myself wonderfully and these <laughs> niggas are still trash that i mean so i need to they, move they are they are they are <laughs> i need to move every, everything isn't perfect but i'm 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 now entertaining a different caliber of man that actually believe in courting and right. actually believe actually believe in let me take you out let me fly you somewhere let's be seen together because right. oftentimes you run into the I want to come over and chill type, you know, no, I want you to take me out. So I'm entertaining those type of men that want to take me out and, and have a good time with me and show me off. I want to be eye candy. I want to be, you know, I want to be all of those good things. I, I want to wanna dress be- up and get fly and go yeah, out and be fine. I do. I want all of those things because I deserve it. So, yeah, so I'm good. Dating date. My dating life is good. Um, I'm happy. I don't know when you came out in regards to date, but I started to he- I started to see you kind of pop up in my radar of trans people, trans community around 2014, 15 in that for mm-hmm. me. And so it's that's been, you know, five, six years ago. Um and a lot, a lot of stuff in regards to pop culture around transness has really flourished. There's like this renaissance that happened over that the last decades of the 2010s and mm-hmm. all the way to 20, the last um, five years. What have been some of the highlights that you have seen in the community um, for you? What have been, give me like three moments that were really, really inspiring to you to see and you know, in regards to what's happening in pop culture? The first, well, one of the first inspiring things that made me get goosebumps, like, oh, wow, you know, um, was when Laverne Cox was on the cover of Time magazine. Mm -hmm. Um, That right there was just like one of those moments like, Okay. The motherfucking tipping point. (laughs) Bitch, like, bitch, okay, bitch, you know? Um, They see you, you see them. It was one of those, um, that was one of the moments. Seeing how my sister, uh, T.S. Madison, how um, she completely evolved. And for a long time, she kind of had this weight on her shoulder that was holding her back. And um, just to see her in the light today where she began, I think that it still gives me goosebumps because I know how hard we have to fight to remove the stains 
and get acceptance. And um, so that was another moment in culture um, that uh, was amazing. And it still is amazing because she's still in her season. So that was another uh, thing that uh, excited me. Um, trying to think what was another. I thought it was amazing when um, someone that I went into the ballroom scene um, in, in, um, in the same era with um, Amaya, Amaya Scott. When I saw her get casted with Lee Daniels and just seeing her on television, um, being extremely proud, like, okay, you nod your head, like, okay, bitch, it's possible, it's 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 capable, it's doable. Mm -hmm. um, that was another moment for me. It, it's so many moments that within the past five years that has um, kind of gave me goosebumps. So it lets me know that um, timing is everything, and everyone. Mm -hmm has their time and season for greatness and those are a few now it's it's so many it's more um it's, it's a lot to to name but those are some of the some of the ones that kind of like replay can replay right now in a moment of you asking me now that we see these changes happening we see we getting nominated for for awards we see our narrative being told on shows like pose we oh yeah like more how could I forget the ladies of Pose? Like they're phenomenal. Yeah, of course. I, I, that's see. That's what I meant when I said it's I'm, so I'm many. Getting, it's too many to name. And and yeah, yeah. So yeah, now I'm, that I, we're seeing this happening, it has to be a what's next. What would be an ideal? What's next for you to see or you to participate in? Or you know what? What is something that you would want to see next happen um, um, culturally? Well. It's good that you mentioned that. Uh, I've been I've been working with my very good friend, um, mentor, brother Malik Yoba. He and I are. Um, he's helped me um, hone in on some great ideas alongside a really good, really good colleague. Um, I call her my sister, a friend. Her name's Lynette Doby. Um, she's a writer. Um, she's a producer. She's she's amazing. Um, she's an actress. Um, I'm writing. I'm writing with her. Um, a, we've completed a script. So okay. the next thing I want to see um, is a scripted series full of a cast of trans women. Um, not messy. Not reality television. I want it to be scripted, something that that we could look forward to weekly to to watch and um and educate the world um, on the lines of girlfriends or on the lines of um waiting to exhale um, on the lines of that 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 four women though that bond of sisterhood. Um, I would love to see something like that. And um, I'm outside going to, of the ballroom narrative, because that's no, I don't want it. No, it, it needs to I it needs to be something that can show how similar than dissimilar trans and cisgender people are. Mm. OK, that's what I want to see. And 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 um, that's what I'm pushing for. Mm. And um, it's it's going to happen. Yeah, good. I love it. I love to see that Malik is behind the scenes doing something because I wasn't really comfortable with him being in front of the scene because he wasn't handling himself the way I thought that he should. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I have my I have my reservations about that. I felt. um, ooh, I felt like he was attacked. 
Yeah. I felt like he was attacked and um, I know he's never had that type of battle before. And he wasn't ready for it. He wasn't ready, but I wanted to fight for my friend. I wanted to, I wanted to fight for my friend because I believe in him. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that's definitely true. But no, that's what I want to see next. I want to see where it becomes the norm to have mm-hmm. trans trans television shows or um, trans cast members that that have leading roles. I, I want that to become the norm. Mm. I yeah. want I want that to be one of those movies or or, or series where. 10 years from now, you still can watch it and still enjoy it. Mm. That is a worry of mine with this, this renaissance that opportunities now that it's like hot to do, I would feel like once that, that hotness dulls down, that opportunities will stop. And so you think it's like a fad. Yeah. I want it to continue. I want them to continue. I actually, for me, if I was to answer the question, I would say, I want some more historical accounts taken into being dramatized and being put on film. Um, Anything that's like, like a historical accounts, like not even further back than uh, Marshall P. Johnson. Um, just people who have had who have lived lives during you know the 1800s during like different yeah. I would love more historical accounts of our experiences <clears throat> i agree i think the, the problem is um in our trans community uh, you have to learn how to pass the torch you have to learn how to open your arms reach your hand out and lift the next person up because sometimes um, we tend to think about self and not the next, not knowing that someone else won't dim our own light. If we just show more love than hate and competitiveness and and envy, you know, I think um, <clears throat> oftentimes people are some trans women are put in positions where they can make things like that happen, but they're still thinking of self and not um, what's next mm-hmm. or what's or who's next or who should be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully one day we get to that point. Definitely, definitely, definitely. I am so glad that you had the wherewithal to, in self-reflection, to understand what was going on in your life. Because some people can get on that kind of train of this isn't me and they just get to rolling and something mm-hmm. bad has to happen for the train got to get off the track and crash and that for them to actually like, Whoa, this is not where <laughs> I want it to be. I'm so glad that you had, uh, um, the, the gumption, I guess, to, to, to say, Hmm, this isn't me. And I'm going to stop this right now. I'm going to back up, take care of me for a little bit. Re, re, recoup um and figure some shit out and come back in a in a strong way i I really appreciate people who can do that and 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 share it i I think sometimes people might do it and we don't know that's happening we think that everything is all gooey gooey gumdrops Uh or whatever but i i appreciate that you allowed yourself to not be caught up because i'm seeing so many girls caught up in trying to get fame because they see all these girls um having these opportunities and they're just out here willy-nilly doing dumb ass shit saying dumb ass shit just to be controversial let me get this person let me do this hot let me let me 
talk to this person, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just doesn't seem like it is intentionally filled with integrity. It doesn't seem like it's making that kind of integral, integral um, impact. And so for me, I love that you were able to pause and come back and be a better person. And that's so beautiful to me. I think that's so beautiful. So thank you for sharing thank that. because That's inspiring. Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't easy. Uh, but um, I'm happy I did it. And I and 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 I'll do it again if need be. But now I've came back with a stronger sense of self that I know I'm good. Good, good, good. This was an amazing exchange. It it, it didn't felt like an interview. Mm. It didn't feel like an interview. It felt natural. Like even even if I got stuck on my words or even if I stumbled or stuttered, it was natural. Yeah. Like it was a it was a conversation. Yeah, that's what, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> Tell the people where they can find you. I know you don't do social media too much, but you know, you do have it and they can, they can find <laughs> you. I'll be peeking out there. I'll be peeking out there. But um, every social media platform I have is my first and last name. It's Felicity Noir. Um, F-E-L-I-C-I-T-Y-N-O-I-R-E. It's the same on every social media. So you guys can find me there and um, I'll be there. And I will I will put all of that those links in the bottom so y'all can check her out. Um, follow what she's doing. I can't wait till this scripture series comes out. I am going to be supported. Make sure you come back and let us know what's going on. Put us a part Thank of you. your media uh, rollout promotion. Let us know what's what's going on. We're gonna um, th- thank you. We're gonna I'm, I want to come back because we're gonna um, start with the book release and we're gonna go from there. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Well, <laughs> Felicity, thank you for spending the time with me. This has been an amazing conversation. And yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, beautiful, for having me. And I'm honored. And you are gorgeous, by the way. Thank you, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for um, inviting me to the conversation to the table. I appreciate it. All right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. I will hear and see y'all next week. All right. Bye-bye. Hi. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Every little thing's going to be all right. It's going to be all right.